It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Got, Go back to sleep, Dave. Drew, Go back to sleep. We got Drew, Drew Zigo, Kyle, <laughs> Dave, Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Salt and the Smoke Cigar Cast. I'm Drew. Moe's joining us back again this week. How's it going? Rich is joining us. Moo Cow. Still bringing the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Dave, all the way from overseas. I'll be here all week. And uh, this week, our special guest, Melanie. Yes. Joining us as well. Hello. Um, well, let's break into it, Dave. Go for it, man. You had uh, something. Oh, um, well, first off, yeah, let's, let's thank Melanie for coming on the Cigar Noise virtual meet and greet last night. She was awesome. Her and her husband joined us, and it was just fantastic. Yeah, we had, a, we had a lot of fun, so thanks for having us, and thanks for having me tonight. Anthony would come tonight, but he took the kids out of the house to go grocery shopping, so awesome. it's just big me. Deal. Family first. Yes, yeah. It's a lot easier without the kids here. <laughs> <laughs> um, for everybody that doesn't know, they own a, bro- a brokerage based out of Arizona. And they represent a lot of different companies, namely like Chogui. Um, you do the Palestania stuff as well. They got the double shot coming out. They got a lot of neat things in their portfolio. Yeah, we have a lot of boutique lines. Did you want me to say them all? Sure, okay, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have um, we have uh, Chogui. We have Noxio, which is out of the same factory, the top secret test. Um, we also kind of through that, we, um, represent, um, some stuff with Cigar Hustler. So Postania and, um, kind of Fable. And then we also have M Bombay, uh, Santiago Cigars, and then the new Double Shot coming out. We have Crux. We have all of Boutiques Unified, which used to be, um, House of Emilio. So that's, um, 1502 Nomad Emilio. Uh, Ezra Zion and now um, Black Label Trading Company and um, we also have Maya Selva um, and HVC and then we used to represent EPC and Crowned Heads but they're going in a different direction with um, with uh, the FDA so things are already kind of changing for us with uh, the FDA so so yeah super cool that's kind of what we what we have Dave you guys (laughs) <laughs> Continue with your story, man. Oh, okay, so uh, so Mo asked me how I like the bidets over here, and <laughs> well, I, I just, didn't I just what wanna, that was going to be. I just want to clarify for everybody. Straight to that it. The bidets here are not like real bidets, man. Like I, I've yeah, been they don't get bidets. up in there the right way. No, they get up there too much. <laughs> oh my it's, goodness! It's fast and furious, man. Like. It, it's it's like using a fire hydrant. So could you trash. wash like your it's... face in it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, it'd be like no. Uh-uh. <laughs> and all the water here, like if if you're like me, and for some reason if you're up in the morning, the water is scalding hot. I've not had cold water to shower with or brush my teeth with in a while. Like it's really really frustrating. Nice. So that water that comes out is scalding hot. It's like super high pressured. It's just a nightmare. I don't know how these guys do it. That's crazy. What's the weather like there? Uh, we're usually pushing 115, 117 during the day, but 
on days where it's like 6% humidity, it's not a big deal. It's preferable to Louisiana, but on days like we had a 40% humidity the other day, and that was killer. Wow. And where are you at again, Dave, for everybody? Kuwait. Okay. Right so on Lake Vegas was this week. Yeah, yeah, that's actually similar to Arizona temperatures. Yeah. We're about 115, Ugh. you know. That's yeah, and it's really not bad when it's not humid. It's, it's yeah. nice. Just oh, close man. your eyes and feel like you're at the beach. Yeah. Sorry, my dogs are barking in the background. Gonna, <laughs> it's all right. We, we've had birds on this podcast before. <laughs> and Several the rooster, times. The rooster this morning. Well, yeah, that was so awesome. Yeah. I love that little rooster. The rooster and the train. Um, <laughs> so three of you guys went to the uh, convention uh, this last week. You guys want to talk a little bit about it, how it went? Fun stuff, lots of uh, samples. What do we... Yeah, you guys go first since I didn't get to go around to all the different booths like you guys did. Rich, Mo, Mo hit it up, man. Um, you know I'm more of a complimentary player, Rich. You, you <laughs> well, we can. Well, are we gonna tell the story about? Yeah. Well, okay. I want to hear that story. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was great. I mean, you know, I got you know, got to meet a lot of cool people. Um. Went to, you know, I didn't really get to hit up a lot of the boutique stuff, unfortunately. More so concentrating on some other stuff. Um, my first morning involved having breakfast with Rich, which, you know, I mean, does it get better than that? That's a terrible story. Yeah, that was the highlight. It was over after that. <laughs> yeah. All downhill. downhill from there. <laughs> Cocksucker pretty much bored me to death. But anyway. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. It was fun. <laughs> um, but it was good, man. I mean, and then, um, you know, the first day I spent pretty much primarily at the Mombacho booth. Um, so I didn't really get around much the first day. But um, the second day we went around and, and uh, you know, I got to meet Jorge Padron, which was a big thing for me. Um, I really respect the way those guys do business. Um, you know, it's it's no hype. It's all cigar, man. I mean, those guys just make great stuff and have built uh, something very admirable out of it. So I really respect the way they do things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just cool, man. Uh, the, the Drew estate booth was unbelievable. Um, and got to meet Jonathan Drew and that was a pretty cool experience. But, uh, other than that, I'm kind of, I'll probably just feed off of what you guys talk about because I'm awesome. not very good at just initiating memories, I guess. <laughs> you initiate just fine. Yeah. Every, every time. Uh, More of a reciprocator. I, I, I said memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rich, how yeah, was your, so, uh, you yeah, did a I lot of videos go, for, uh, cigar, for noise. cigar Noise, yeah. and it was really neat. I went around uh, collecting videos of people and you know, short interviews, two to three minute clips of what they had going on at IPCPR, which was really awesome. So I met a lot of manufacturers that way, um, and then also got a whole lot of samples for us to review, which I think is going to be really exciting for Cigar Noise. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, I was just blown away by it how big the whole thing was right it's this giant extravaganza and then afterwards there's parties where people actually go and have you know this really amazing time um every night till really 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 late in the morning uh, and then they get up in like two or three hours and go have a good time at the trade show um, so the whole thing was just pretty nuts i don't know how they kept the pace up i still went to bed at like 10 or 11 every night but you went to people. bed at 10 or 11 Dude. every night i know i'm getting judged come um, on i know no i'm jealous because my <laughs> husband 
one night I went to bed at midnight, and he's like, you are going to bed way too early. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't have made it. You can sleep oh, when you do. Oh, no, did. I know. My husband, like, he sets the pace high. We have to stay out till like, 3 a.m. Yeah. Every night. Oh, my gosh. Keep it going. Party in Vegas. One week of year. You're good. So, so yeah. does he get the energy from those double shot cigars? Is that where well, that comes from? No, they <laughs> they weren't really ready to smoke. We we really pushed those to, um, out. But really for us, I mean, it seems like for you guys it's really a party. But for us, it's all about networking. Mm-hmm. So um, and sales. So we're you know spending the time with our clients and you. All, for us, I mean, I know you guys are so lucky. I I'm a little envious, like that you got to go to all the different booths. Me, I have to stick with my booths and see all my clients. So whatever clients are going to be staying out that late, I'm going to be, you know, staying with them and, uh, you know, trying to spend time with them and spending time with a lot of our clients that we don't get to see, you know, as often as we like. So sometimes you are, we are stuck till like 3 a.m. And I, I'm heading back to my room like, I can barely make it. I'm so tired. And then back up at 7 to... <laughs> you know, get our booth set up again for the next day. It's pretty rough. Holy cow. Yeah. It's hard when Damn. you're on that side of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So Melanie, what was your what was your favorite thing about the convention? What was your favorite uh, favorite mem- memory? Oh wait, who oh sorry, who are you asking? Sorry, you say Melanie. Oh my bad. Sorry. No no no, I'll get you in a minute, Mel. <laughs> Mo and Melanie don't, are so similar. Don't you, don't you worry. <laughs> hey, hey Dave, take it easy. Flight ain't that expensive they have, <laughs> they have similar voices on the podcast too, if you can't tell. So what was my favorite thing about the convention? Yes. Um, sleeping? No. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's so... Um, um, as far as, like, my cigars go or... Anything. Favorite, the, whole, the whole convention. Um, you know what? I have to say my favorite thing was... I'm just going to say something outside of my cigars. I love that Pete finally kind of went out of um, the My Father booth. I was talking to him about it at the end, you know... On the last day, I, I didn't have, we were, you know, finishing up some sales. And um, when the show closed, I went over to say hi to Pete. And some of the guys, um, I'm good friend, friends with some of the Tatuaje guys um, over there. So I wanted to say hi before I left. And, you know, I was talking to him about his booth. I was really happy for him that he had set up his own booth. And he was basically saying, you know, it's finally something that was really looked like something that would be like his home, you know, and I think it really reflected his personality. Um, You know, in previous years, they um, had shared booth space with uh, my father. So he said he just kind of sold half of his booth to my father and then got um, his own booth space. And I really, I really liked their booth. It just looked good. The music wasn't too loud where you can't hear, you know, um, I just thought they did it really well. It was tasteful. Um, I liked how he was pouring his wine, and I'm a big fan of his wine. <laughs> I, I just think he did a really good job, you know, awesome. um, on his booth. So that was probably one of my favorite things, like, if from um, outside of my lines. I just thought he did a really good job. Awesome. awesome. They were full almost all the time, too. They had a ton of traffic. Yeah, yeah. They He has a lot of good stuff coming out, and, you know, with that and um, Atelier, I... You know, they're, you know, they have a lot of good things coming out, and they're always doing some good stuff. So, you know, more power to them. They had a really good show, it seemed like. so. And they have that new – he has that new case coming out. I didn't really get a chance to look at it, but I was already like, um, I'm buying one. 
I don't even know what it is, but I'm like, put me down. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> take my money. Pardon? Uh, I said, take my money. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like $1,200. I think I'll split it with a couple people. But... Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. No, it looks really cool. Um, Mo and Rich, I know both you guys' favorite of the uh, convention. What, who wants to tell the story? Oh, my God. Well, I got, I got a, Rich totally a up. story. And, um... Oh. <laughs> oh, not the that other story. story dude. The other story. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, man, I don't know. Rich tells it better just because I think he was on the receiving end. <laughs> oh, did you get a prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was over at the Miami Cigar Booth uh, uh-huh. figuring out what they had going on and learning about their new lines. And... Uh, my buddy Mo shows up out of nowhere, and Mo, what did you tell the person I was talking to? <laughs> I told him that you um, you give good reach-arounds. No, you said the best reach-arounds. <laughs> yeah, I did say, yeah, I told him you gave the best reach-arounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and who'd that guy turn out to be? He turned out to be the president of Miami Cigar Company. <laughs> yeah, oh, my so, gosh. Which, uh, I appreciate that. Thanks, Mo. Yeah. That's awesome. And, um, <laughs> but, so we were, yeah, finish. We were, <laughs> Story we gets sitting, better. We were sitting, so like we, so we came as a group because we were buying for our stores. So, um, we came in and we were talking to, uh, we were sitting with Jason Holly and then the Chicago area rep, and then um, his name is Jeremy. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> like, this must have been like ten or fifteen minutes after the whole incident, and the guy was still laughing, and he came up to me, and he goes. He goes, that guy really gives the best reach around town. I'm like, the best. And he was, like, still laughing about it. And then I said, so, you know, I'm like, what's your what's your role with Miami Cigar Company? He's like, yeah, I'm the president. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> awesome. And so, um, yeah. He won't forget Mo or Cigar Noise anytime soon. <laughs> no, yeah. he will not. No. You guys no. should have grabbed a photo with him. <laughs> no. I'd be like, and, and on that note, let's get a picture together. Yeah. 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 Special okay. kind of picture. Come, come yeah. in close. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's so everybody's funny. hands up. I'm surprised he didn't he didn't get a picture with Rich after that. <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. That's so funny. Or maybe he did, Rich. <laughs> I ain't talking about that, man. <laughs> what happens in Vegas, man? You know what they say. Richard. That is too funny. Jeez. It <laughs> um, was a good trip. Melly, can, can you... I ask you a uh, oh, yeah. a personal thing? Oh. Yeah. So, well, maybe not personal, but I guess specific to you. Like, I've had the hardest time smelling things here. Um, and I think it's because of the really dry air. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about getting humidifiers and stuff, you know, because I got a baby in my nose because I want to actually review stuff. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys do out in Arizona for that kind of temperate weather? Um, well, we're so used to it. I think our cigars are just kind of used to it. I know... I'm bad. We have a huge humidor, so I know my husband kind of takes care of the humidor. <laughs> I'm really mm-hmm. bad at, like, the temperature. I know, like, like I honestly, like, we are, I mean, my husband and I, I grew up here since I was nine, and then he's been here since he was 13, and then we lived in Texas for, like, a, almost two years, maybe, or under two years, and I thought I was going to die. Like, I literally was like, it's so humid, I'm going to die, like, I'm sweating, like, 
And everyone was like, oh, it's not even that humid. Go to Houston. And we were in, like, the Dallas area. So, to me, I'm like, it's perfect here, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. so, and so I don't, I don't, I I think it's, like, (laughs) So you're just used to it. Oh, we're so used to it. But, I mean, for my, our, our, like, our Zycar travel case, we need, like, you know, our, our Boveda, or how do you say it? Boveda or Boveda? They say it differently. Drew, you have this, Drew? Uh, Drew? (laughs) Put me on the spot. Yeah. I know I always say it wrong. Boveda. 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 (laughs) I I was like, how do you say it right? Boveda. I I know I use, like, those Boveda, um, the little humidipacks. I get the big Mm -hmm. ones. And when I am going around and it's hot in the summer, I literally use three of them in there. And we have the big, big case. And it's, I mean, it literally dries out after. I know they say it lasts like three months, three to six months. There is no way in the, how dry it is here. Yeah. So I think it just takes time to get used to, just like you have to get used to the humidity. Um, And I mean, I even hear like, when Anthony goes up to Colorado, because it's so, um, what is Colorado like? It's very, uh, altitude. What is it? Altitude. Yeah. The altitude. Yeah. He's like, the cigars will smoke totally different up there. Yeah, they will. And yeah. And he'll literally like shops will sell different cigars and everything. I don't go up to Colorado cause I don't like to leave my kids as much as he likes to leave our kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's just better at the traveling and than I am. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. I think it, I think it just, you have to get used to it, but yeah, it's just really dry. Yeah. It's really killing my, my sinuses lately. Like I walk oh. around with this, uh, this little thing. I don't even know what it's called, but it's like crack in a, uh, aerosol can. I'm always snorting this stuff. That's yeah. what I did, Dave. Looks funny. When- when I first moved to Denver, um, I had trouble because the dry, and I yeah. had like nasal spray galore, all the time. Yeah, yeah, so, man. Like every hour on the hour. Yep. Eventually, we you just get used this, to like, it. Oh, sorry. What? You're good. Eventually, you just get used to it. Yeah. Give it we some use, time. Like for our oh sorry for our kids we do like a hum- our kids have really dry skin and like I'll run a humidifier in their room with like some I'm not really super big into like earthly remedies and stuff but i put like this little essential oil i can't remember what it is it's like from some company but it's called breathe and it helps them open up their airways but that's yeah that's pretty much all i do there you go dave yeah that's what i'm gonna do same when it's gonna humidify my apartment in the office you should yeah i mean just run a humidifier that's what when it's really bad that's what we do especially for our kids we all have they all have eczema and all that stuff so in arizona it's almost worse so i just run the humidifier for them all the time it's badass oh i got another question (laughs) yeah so uh dave so ftb is fear the beard that's right Um, which i think it could also be full tilt beard because let's be honest that that beard is on point (laughs) (laughs) but what if Anthony decides one day, you know what? I want to go down to a goatee. Oh, he won't. <laughs> okay. so There's no way. He's in it to win it then, huh? Oh, yeah. I haven't even. The last time I've seen him with a goatee, I, I was 19, and he was like 20 years old. And then in between that, he dated this one girl, 
named, I think it was, her name was Elizabeth. Uh-oh. And she tried to get him dressing all snazzy and made him shave his beard <laughs> down to a goatee. They didn't last very long. And I didn't see him in that phase because I was dating other people. So he was like, after that, he was like, I will never shave my beard again. So <laughs> is, is there anything you want to say to Elizabeth? Um, I don't know. I'm, I want to say, <laughs> I don't know how she got him to do that because I can't even get him to eat like something that I want for dinner. So one, I'm proud of her for, you know, getting him to dress like super cute. And two, don't ever try to change a man, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah, men Dave. won't change. Dave. <laughs> I, 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 tell, I tell Dave that all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah, you know you're not with the right girl when somebody's trying to change you, you know, to be somebody you're not. It's not going to happen. I figure he's going to grow that beard. I complained about it at first, and then I was like, whatever. I don't care. He's going to do what he wants, you know? <laughs> It, well, so it is a glorious I'll, beard. That's yeah, true. I don't think I'll get him in trouble when I say that in uh, in Vegas he did tell me that it's a good excuse to never have to shave the beard off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. He'll never. I and I, I wouldn't ask him to either. That's fair. Yeah. So what else What else do you think FTB would stand for that would be really good? Well, I've some heard of your some, like, you've heard? derogatory things. <laughs> <laughs> that I probably shouldn't say. I was like thinking of changing it because when he parted ways with his partner, they, they I was, I didn't want them to call it Fear the Beard. I was like, that's a dumb name. I, when, when they first started it and they both had big beards and they're like, that's cool. So I was like, whatever you guys want to do, you know? So now it's like me and Anthony and I'm like, I don't have a beard, thank goodness, you know? <laughs> but, um, we were like joking around, like some guys in a lounge. They were like, "F that bitch." But <laughs> mm. I was like, "Ah, uh, yeah, that's not gonna work." I yeah. I don't know what else it could be. Uh, I was just like, "Why don't you guys just change the name?" But now I guess we're kind of known for it, you know? Yeah, can't change so, it now. I don't know. Do you guys sense. have any better name <laughs> better <laughs> names that FTB? That's not derogatory. <laughs> Rich, you I asked. I hear all the, nope. the bad stuff because I'm, I'm hanging out in cigar lounges all the time. Oh, my gosh. I can imagine. Uh, yeah, no, I can't think of anyone that's not derogatory. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. I'm sure people would can send me messages with all the dirty things they come up with in their mind. Uh-oh. Now you've started <laughs> well, something. Actually, that, that's a good question. As, as a woman in the industry, do you, do you get a lot of that? Um, I used to. Not as much. I When it started happening... Not, not to cut you off, so just to, to, oh. to, I guess, add to the question, because I know in the past I've seen you on, like, your Instagram page write, you know, kind of, you know, hey, yeah. you know, just stuff like, you know, chill out, you know? Yeah. Um, I was so, like, if so, anyone else sends me another dick picture, I will, like... Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, so you get that, too. Okay. Yeah. Mo and gets I, the same thing. I, yeah, and you know what, though? <laughs> right after I posted that, I literally, they pretty much went away and I yeah so I but honestly like if you guys follow Carabella um she's with Drew Estate she's one of my really good friends we were having a really fun night like we get a lot of funny comments and a lot of like messages that we get from guys and Mm -hmm. we were joking like if you ever watch I think it's like Jimmy Kimmel 
and he does the mean tweets and the stars yeah. will like read mm-hmm. the mean tweets. I was like, oh my gosh, Kara, let's sit and read all the funny, like all the weird comments guys sent to us. And so we were laughing. We were, we had a cigar event and I think it was my cigar event and it was about dead at the end of it. So everyone was leaving. And I was like, let's read all of our comments and like, just be completely like the, like the mean tweets. And we mm-hmm. like literally had everyone that was with us, <laughs> like the last little group. We were laughing so hard. I, I think both of us were like, we're going to pee our pants. Like, it was just so funny because like the, the funniest things like, oh, baby, you're so hot, you know, like smoke that cigar, you know, or do you ever make cigar videos? It's just funny, like the things the guys say and, you know, and for a while I was saving them and my husband and I would read them and kind of get a good laugh. And now I'm just like, okay, if it's completely out of line, I'll usually just give them one warning, say, you know, that's not appropriate. And then if you want to follow me, you can. And then after that, they do it again. I'll block them. So honestly, I'm at the point where I don't get any of that anymore. So Good. thankfully Good. I don't. Yeah. Mo's still working on it. He gets a lot of dick pics. Well, I'll, oh, well I'll try, yeah, no, they're usually flaccid, but the thing <laughs> and is, and they're from me and Dave, <laughs> yeah. no, but, but you know, the thing is, um, it's, in, uh, yeah, I don't, whatever. Anyway, but it's, uh, <laughs> I actually, well, I, I don't know. I changed my profile picture on, on Instagram or not Instagram on, on my Facebook and this guy private messages me and he's like hey you're really handsome would you like to talk <laughs> and i'm like are you fi-? i'm like where are the girls at why do i get hit on by guys you know? <laughs> you're, you're a handsome yeah, that, son of a that, gun that, that's my only story about that yeah you're like, but nice i was like well, well that's okay i i don't i don't think i come up on gaydar but well apparently. well i think that's a compliment that's a huge compliment yeah, That's yeah. for us to judge, Mo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, you got, know, I had a I guy. Got hit on a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I got hit on at the show um, by a guy that was the same age as my dad. Nice. So I felt very special. Mm-hmm. I was like, nice. darn it. Why couldn't he be like some young, hot guy? <laughs> so it was the same age as my dad. Nice. You know, just the norm. Yep. <laughs> Another day at the office. Yeah, oh, I was boy. like, nah, whatever. I'm like, it's always old guys. I'm like, I wouldn't mind somebody that was like at least around my age, you know, well, that, in their mid to late 30s, somewhere around there. <laughs> well, so that make you about 20 lounge. years too old for Drew. Yeah, that's probably true. How old are you? <laughs> I'm uh, 32. Oh, I'm 32. <laughs> well, that's, that's not what we're... Point still stands. S- still too old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drew, I always um, have, yeah, you have to be like a certain age over, you know? You always want to be a little bit older than the girl. Well, <laughs> let's not get into this. <laughs> uh, we, won't, we won't embarrass Drew today. So, so, Dave, maybe you should use that bidet on your nose, just changing topics. That might clear it up for you. <laughs> oh, dude, blast it out of there, Drew. Yeah, high-powered neti pot. Oh. So um, I was at the Shisha Lounge yesterday because, you know, I'm trying to be all cultural. Uh-huh. And this dude, he kissed his hand before he shook my hand. And I've been wanting to ask Mo about this. Um, I think I think because a lot of Arab folks, like, kiss, you know, each other's cheeks. I think uh-huh. it was kind of like a nice way of being like, you know, hey, I like you, but without yeah. getting in my personal space. 
Right. Is, is that common though? I've, I've never had somebody kiss their hand first. Like, should I have kissed my hand or? No, I, I I think what he was trying to say was, hey, if you're not doing anything later. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Um, I, I honestly don't know, but my guess would be, yeah, that that could be like his way of doing that without, you know, like knowing that that's not customary for you. But it's a mm-hmm. sign of respect either way. Oh, okay. Not that you are a respectful that's person. That's what I was going to say. That's respectful odd. Person. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But, yeah, um, it was, you know, it was kind of weird at first, but then I thought about it and I kind of liked it. So, uh, Dave. Yeah. Double apple. That's what you need to be swamped. Yeah. Oh, dude. So, um, Shisha is so radically different, man. Like, I smoke cigars all the time, but I, people are laughing at me smoking hookah and Shisha. Uh-huh. It's. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, like, all these dudes are blowing these crazy clouds, like, vaping, you know, and I'm over there puffing on the thing, like, like a noob. What it, it's are ridiculous. you supposed to inhale it? Who could? You know, no. I, I want to say yes. Because stop it. No, no, no you're not. Way. Stop, stop. No. Dude, there is, there is no other way to pull these crazy clouds in. Like they, You are absolutely no way. not supposed to inhale No, you don't inhale. Don't no. inhale, no. inhale it. Inhale it. Inhale it. No, stop it. You're gonna live my life, bro. Is. You're gonna you're gonna direct these kids the wrong way. <laughs> Do not inhale that stuff. Yeah, the FDA pra- coming um, after you, dude. Yeah, pra- pra- practice safe yeah. hookahing. It's, safe, it's hookah. Practice safe hookahing. Oh, it's the um, same as hookah. Hookah, yeah. Shisha, yes. Oh, okay. I've done hookah before in, in college. <laughs> yeah. That's like the only other time I've done hookah. Here, is like, they go crazy hookah. for it. Really. Yeah, they don't do cigars so much here. They got a couple of lounges, but um, the hookah lounges are packed all the time, just about. And they're a lot of them are twenty four seven. Wow, I just think it's weird. Like like you share the thing with somebody else. Well, I I think they change the nozzle. Okay. Yeah, so they they change out a clean nozzle each time. Um. So I I was when I was at the actual lounge. Here's another piece of etiquette for you. If you you are going to share it with somebody. Never pass it to them nozzle first. Always turn it back towards you and hand it to them that way. Hmm. Hmm. Have you been sharing, Dave? Because No, usually I'm just the loner in there by myself getting made fun of. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, who's this American? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like like seriously, they'll they'll be laughing because like I don't know how they do it. They have lungs of steel, but they will pull in huge clouds. It's just it's ridiculous. Double apple, Dave. Double, Double apple. Try it. No, that's here. They, they keep wanting me to do mint. Oh, mint. You know what? It's good. Um, but it's uh, it's oh. it's it's like if you do mint straight, it's uh, it's an interesting experience. Yeah, especially when you inhale it. Yeah, yeah don't go, inhale go it. try it. Go try it that on Dave, boys and girls. Jeez. Um. So when I was at the actual lounge, though, one thing that came up that threw me for a loop was the feet thing. I didn't realize how mm-hmm. much is part of my identity to relax with a cigar and put my foot up. It's um, like not being able to do that, man, has really cut down on my, my public interactions because it, it's just what I do to relax, you know? Do you all have anything that, like, if you could not do it when you're smoking a cigar, that you would smoke less in public? Well, I well, like, I like you, to you smoke, smoke naked, so... Because you can't put your foot up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Tell it's him, like I want to make sure I understood that. Like you put like, your like right now, I have my feet up on the table. 
Is yeah, that, like they, they don't want to see the bottom of the foot here. It's it's I was gonna it comes t- from the, the time of camel herding. You know, they had like a lot of gunk on their feet, and so they didn't want to put their feet up. And it's still kind of like Americans today with shoulder or elbows on the table, um, but much more rude here. I was gonna tell you, yeah, don't sit with your legs crossed with your uh, foot, or the bottom of your foot facing somebody. They'll be, they'll take that as an affront. Yeah, yeah, and so like it's it's really cut down on my uh, my cigar lounge time. I'd rather sit up here in my apartment or on the roof. Because it's just how I smoke a cigar, you know? I just can't do it with both feet on the floor. You're weird, Dave. That's fucked Dude, up, I'm man. telling you. You got issues, man. I, I just can't get in the zone, man. Are you- no, I get it. I totally put my feet up. I'm always, like, fidgeting with my feet. Even in a lounge. Like, I hate when I'm wearing my skirt. Because I'll, like, pull both my feet to the side and, like, scoot them up next to me. Yeah. So I told, And I'm always trying to, like, take my shoes off. But I can't. <laughs> like, I'm the, that kid in school that the teacher would yell at and was like, stop taking your shoes off, you know. <laughs> so, Dave, just scoot your skirt up and put both legs on one side. <laughs> we know that that's the thing. It's more culturally acceptable here to put your feet on the couches and the furniture. And that's what a lot of them do. You know, they pull their feet up right up like uh, like my kids do. Yeah. There you go. Problem solved. I'm not solved. that flexible. <laughs> Start That's what I do. Start stretching. I totally do that. <clears throat> um, Dave, you're weird. Dave is weird. <laughs> well, so I you don't have anything? Like, if, if you couldn't do this one thing, it would just kind of throw off your whole game? Yeah, if I couldn't smoke a cigar in public, it would throw off my game. Hey, man, you say that, but at Fort Bliss, there's an awesome little cigar shop with one of the best uh, <laughs> scotch bars I've ever seen. And they have lounges, and it looks great. And you buy a cigar, and they're like, oh, there's no smoking in here. <laughs> that would suck. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it's got a really nice lounge and a great bar, but you have to go stand outside and smoke. Yeah, that's not good. Oh, that sucks. No. Dave, are you practicing your new podcast um, attire again this week? Well, yeah. As embarrassing as it is, thank you. <laughs> Jeez. What's the attire? <laughs> there we go. I believe it's a birthday suit. Yeah, well, Ooh. you know, I get so little freedoms here, so I got to <laughs> exercise and rebel where I can. And this just that happens to be sense. one of the perks of living on the top floor. So you can walk around oh. naked? Dave, yeah. <laughs> Dave likes to podcast naked. Well, now I see why we're not having the video. Oh, yes. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be able to see shit anyway. <laughs> well, you know, I did put on clothes earlier for the video. Just, just want everybody to know that I was a gentleman, you know, and I did put on some clothing, some pants. So, all right, go for That's it, Mo. Cool. Wait, anyway, all right. So, what are you smoking, Mo? What? Yeah. <laughs> what do you? What is the? <laughs> so wait, we didn't get the highlight for everybody. So, Kyle, what was your highlight? You said. When he, um, it was not the reach around. When he, part, when he not gave a lie. Miami president a reach around. <laughs> You're talking about the show again, right? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. Jumping too far. All right. So it's actually it's similar to Melanie's in a sense. Um, I actually got to talk to Pete for a while, and he shot a quick video for Cigar Noise, and I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, because he's he's pretty big time, and for for what we're aiming for, a lot of the time we're trying to get a lot of the more up and coming guys, and, and he's pretty big time, and so that was pretty cool. So he mm-hmm. took some time and chatted, and was just a, a chill, down-to-earth guy, and I thought that was awesome. Awesome, yeah, man. That was pretty awesome, especially for Pete. I mean, he's 
he's kind of got a um, a reputation, you know, for being really big and, and not having time for the little guys. So that those like what minute and fifty seconds or whatever were pretty damn awesome to watch. Like <laughs> well, we talked for a little while before that, and then a minute after that too. So it's really cool. You got three yeah. minutes in with him. Got a few minutes, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. See, I've never heard that reputation about Pete. Oh, yeah? No. He's always, you know, even before my husband was uh, a rep and in the industry, you know, he worked at a cigar shop, but he also had a blog. And he, Pete would spend so much time with him. And, you know, I mean, I know my husband's been a fan of Pete's, well, of Tatuaje since it came out. But, um, yeah, he's always just been awesome. I mean... He's taken the time for me, and I'm nobody. He's, I mean, he's always just been so kind and kind to our family. And, you know, same with Jonathan Drew. Like, we've just been blessed. I mean, Nish Patel and all those guys. Like, I've always just been blown away by how incredibly kind and considerate. And, you know, and I know their time's so valuable because I know what it's like for me, when I'm at the show, I, I have to make sales. So, you know, it's, yeah, you know, but yeah, I, I haven't heard that about him. So that's interesting. Oh man. Well, I could be wrong and I don't think it's necessarily malicious. I think he's just so busy and he's got so much going on. Oh, he is incredibly busy and you know, he's got a lot of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, I feel bad when I was at the show. I know a lot of people like want to get together and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I really wish I could. I I have to be with my customers first, you know, and then mm-hmm. we can hang out. But, yeah, you feel horrible when you can't spend time with people. Mm-hmm. Mo, uh, yeah, what was... This so. is Mythbusters. We're going to say that reputation of his is busted because that's... He's <laughs> a good job. Yeah, Mythbusters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he did appear very approachable in the video. He was. Oh, he's nice. so approachable. He's the nicest guy. They're all... I would say he is one of the nicest guy in the in, guys in the industry, and I know, honestly, even for my husband, he's spent so much time just, um, even just hanging out with my husband. Like we're, we've always been really thankful for his relationship and advice, and you know, all of the guys have been, you know, incredible to us. And I mean, we can't say anything, you know, negative about those three guys at least that i've mentioned you know <laughs> and and y'all don't even rep tat do you no nope, we don't rep any yeah. of those brands that i said you know um rocky tat um i forgot the third guy oh um drew estate and we're not even trying to i it's funny because um i know sometimes it would be like a dream to rep some of those brands but for me I honestly wouldn't want to, when you rep a brand, you have a lot of sales goals and sales pressure and it would ruin like the consumer aspect for me. So it's exciting for me to go to events and still be a consumer. Like I really get giddy and excited about some of the new stuff that, you know, PETA especially are coming out with, you know, you know, Rocky and, um, you know, Drew Estate, that's different. I just like those guys are, are really nice guys. But, um, you know, with Pete, the stuff that he comes out with, I've always just been really excited about. And it's more chasing down, chasing it down or like waiting for it or asking a friend if you want to split a box with me. It's just kind of 
the excitement, the monsters that come out. And I know like my husband's collecting them for a long time. So I think if we, I, well, one, we wouldn't rep it, but I think if it, we would rep it, it would ruin the excitement for us. It, you lose that, like you don't get to be a consumer anymore. And I wouldn't ever want to do that. It would ruin just the thrill of being, you know, a, a customer. And, and sometimes you miss that with repping brands. It's almost like working at a cigar shop. You don't get to relax anymore when you're at a cigar shop, you know? Mo. You have to go to another cigar shop, you know? That's Mo. And play FIFA. <laughs> and play FIFA till 2 a.m. Then go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, don't don't play around. We all know Mo is living the dream, smoking cigar after cigar, doing nothing but relaxing all day. At the cigar shop? At the, <laughs> yeah. at the cigar shop. That's not, I mean, listen, I'll tell you, um, that's what people think from the outside. And, and, and listen, I used to think that too. Um, but when you're actually in it on a daily basis, you have to remember, I mean, you're almost, so you can't control who comes through that door. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you're balancing personalities. Um, every human being is different. So you're, you're constantly, you know, trying to, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but you're working it's it's not it's not not as relaxing as as people (laughs) think like sure if it's if it's slow and you're sitting there and you're hanging out whatever and you're smoking a cigar sure but um you know i was telling one of the guys the other day i i don't know what i was smoking um oh the garcia e garcia i was Mm -hmm. smoking that and i was looking forward to it and man as soon as i lit it up i think i got through like the first quarter of that cigar and all of a sudden we got super busy you know and then it was like okay smoke it you know Bam, had to put it out again. So I must have relit that thing probably eight or nine times, you know? Yeah, that's it ruined the and experience. It, exactly. And it was my fault. I should have known better. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's not as uh, it's not as relaxing, I think, as people think. I, I would definitely say that. Yeah. It's um, a good at, thing. You need I to be busy. I cigar shops, and there is no, between inventory, working with customers, you know, cleaning. People don't realize, like, somebody has to clean the toilets, right? Sure as hell isn't me, know. but yeah, normally. Just put that out there. <laughs> you know, and mostly guys use them, so that's not fun. And yeah. But, you know, between all that, all for me, we, I was at a shop that did, had a huge online operation. So if it's, if it's dead, you're filling orders. And you're you're never there's not downtime you know you work your ass off and Mm -hmm. i don't know if i was allowed to say that but you work really hard and it's um, (laughs) you you can say whatever you want (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean this is not this is not a i mean we try to be family friendly but that lasts for about a minute so (laughs) yeah it's a a no show (laughs) um yeah yeah, it's crazy mo you besides uh meeting mr padrone um did you have a yeah, man. Um, definitely the Davidoff dinner. Awesome. Was probably yeah. my um, Ooh, my fancy. highlight. It was nice. Um, did you, did either of you guys go to the Ashton? No. No. Okay. Um, so we. So yeah, we went to the Davidoff dinner on Tuesday night. I think it was. Yeah, man. It was nice and uh, pretty interesting um, the way they had it set up. So I don't know if any of you guys have tried the new Davidoff yet, but uh, the Yamasa. Uh, it's pretty good. I was a, was a big fan of the Purity Oro, which mm, uh, it's actually that was repla- a good cigar. Yeah, and yeah. It's, so it's replacing that in their lineup, and um, so it's actually this. So instead of being a Dominican Puro, 
Um, it, it's the same area in Dominican, like same wrapper, same binder and stuff. But it now has like some Nicaraguan filler in it. Oh, so, that sounds good. Yeah, it's a good cigar. And um, so you know they were that was kind of like the big theme. And then uh, at the end they gave out a Dupont lighter, which is pretty cool. So nice. Um, those were oh, well that's it. really nice. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. So I felt lucky to go to that. That was nice. But well, they they take yeah. really good care of their customers. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mo, were you smoking something tonight? Did we already? Did I ask you that? I'm uh-uh. I'm smoking Melanie? an yeah, an SNS cigar. Uh oh. Uh oh. Which one? And, uh, the number five. It's like a tor. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it's like the yeah. torpedo looking one. Yeah. That's okay. uh, another one of their cigars with a different wrapper, right? I think so. Yeah, I it's don't a broad know. it's a broadleaf wrapper. That's what it was. Ooh. You gotta start tagging all your pictures now. The S and S Club, without you know it actually being a tag. I know. That's my favorite. <laughs> They'll post <laughs> pictures of any random cigar and put the S and S Club. <laughs> yeah. Here's an acid hashtag S and S Club. I know. I don't. I don't like it when people do that. So I like never do that, unless it's yeah. like a. I'm super weird. Oh no! I, I do it just to make fun of people. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's favorite hashtag is cigar snob, I think. I need to use that one. I'm, that's Riches. He likes that. Yeah, no. I can't stand that one. I just like using cigar <laughs> porn just because I can put porn in there and I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. It's like the little seventh grader in me being like, hee hee. That's awesome. <laughs> Rich, are you smoking something tonight? No man, I my Wi-Fi was breaking up last time, so oh, I'm yeah, inside yeah. right now. What are you drinking? You uh, said you got a couple of uh, drinks. A couple, couple uh, New Glarus spotted cows. Ooh, no clue what that is, but awesome. I'm jealous. It's a local beer. They don't sell it outside Wisconsin. It's delicious. Ooh. Ooh. We're gonna have to have like a herf and get together and bring some craft beer from local regions, and we can all try them. <laughs> Heck yeah! Have you, have you ever met Rich? Melanie? I don't know. Have we met in person? We met for like two minutes at, <laughs> at, in Vegas this last week at the Double Shot booth. Oh, yeah. Was I like, hi, I gotta go? Basically, <laughs> yeah. So I, I was asking I'm about sorry. reviews of the Double Shot for Cigar Noise. but. Oh, and was I like, the cigar's not ready, but it will be. Yeah, you were basically like, hey, hey contact me later and we'll do something. So, yeah, yeah, just remind me because I'm very forgetful. Hey, no worries. But yeah, you, you seem to have about a thousand things going on. Oh, it that the show killed me. My husband always says he doesn't double book me, and then I get to the show, and he's like, "You have to be here now, here now." And I'm like, "I'll go to one booth," and he's like, "When you're done with that, go to the next booth here." And I'm like, "You promise you won't double book me?" And I'm running around in my high heels for from eight to five mm-hmm. or eight to whatever. Oh my gosh! Damn, that's Killing dedication. Myself. Well, maybe not 8 to 5, but, well, running from my hotel to get there on time. It's not really dedication. It's survival. <laughs> Trying to survive. Dave, what, survival uh, what are you smoking? Oh, uh, so Ted sent me this Campesino Robusto, and it's just phenomenal, man, every time. I love this cigar. Awesome. Was that the guy that was on? Um, was it, what's his name, Lewis? Luis. Yeah. Luis. Oh, I'm, I yeah. want to try that. 
Yeah, and it's made at the same uh, factory, you know, yeah. as Chogui and all the other ones, Noxio. I, um, yeah, I, I want to try that. That that factory is just pumping out home runs left and right. Oh, I'm I'm excited. Oh yeah, and like I was telling you guys earlier, that when we were talking to Victor, and he has all those cigars that he was just gonna not do anything with. Mm-hmm. And because of the FDA, and we were like, "Hey, we're gonna place them at at stores and make them store exclusive." So I'm actually super excited about those, because he was just gonna let them go. And I'm like, "For five, you've been resting on those cigars for five years." I'm like, "There's no way," you know. I mean, just everything out of that factory has been. I've been really impressed. Yeah, and there's so many more coming out of the woodwork, like um, Rich Man with Caminos. Yeah, and those were I didn't good. Even, I didn't know their name. Yeah, and that, that's out of the same factory. Um, CDR, I don't know if they're coming to the U.S. yet, but mm-hmm. that's an amazing Dominican Puro as well. Yeah. And that, that's problem. also really cool for Victor, what you guys did for him, because you're right, he's he's an, a rock star, and if y'all can help him get those cigars over here, they'll do well. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, at this point, we're like, we don't even, you know, they just need to go to the right store, you know, and... Mm-hmm. And you just need a shop that can be like, yeah, I'll pay this. You know, I could drop five grand. Yeah, no big deal. You know, and mm-hmm. when they believe in the product, it works, you know. but And if you can I, push that out, like when you, if you ever put that on social media, if you'll tag me in it, I know a lot of us will probably be looking to call those stores and pick up some. Oh, oh sure. absolutely. Yeah, it's hard because, um, you know, all Victor's kind of sending all his guys our way and, Anthony and I are like, we're in such a tough position because we have so many, you know, small brands. We want to go and just blow them up, you know, like mm-hmm. we want we want to place them in every store. And it really takes a special store to put them in, you know, and have have the uh, tobacconist believe in the product. And unfortunately, not all stores have, you know, somebody like you know, not like me, but like somebody who really smokes cigars and knows how to sell cigars and can push them, you know, and mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's an, it's so hard to get them in the right shops and you don't want them just sitting there because the products are really good. And when people start smoking them, they're like, yeah, they want to, they want to buy a box of them. They're good. Oh, yeah. So Melanie, that's interesting. Do you think it's more about the, the tobacconist pushing it or the clientele that would want to buy it? Where does it start from? Um, I think there's a mixture, to be honest. Um, I don't know, depending on your guys' area, in our area, we have some stores, probably like three or four stores that really cater to boutiques and um, have a nice mixture of things. And we'll take the time to talk to the customer. A couple more, but lately the trend where they're just going to have you know, the big name brands, you know, and nothing wrong with the big name brands, but where they're not taking the time to say, hey, what do you want to smoke? Are you willing to try something new? Because um, it doesn't matter. And part of it is the buyer, like who's buying and bringing in whatnot. I mean, but I think a lot of it is, you know, I was just talking about this with another retailer because when I worked in a shop, it's all about, I wouldn't say even the upsell, you don't want to be overselling somebody on boxes but to me when somebody comes in a store and I and they like a certain cigar and then I have something new and I know if they like this cigar they might enjoy another cigar that's new whether it was in my uh, whether whatever it is that maybe something just came in that was exciting like an aging room or you know something exciting like that 
I want them to try it. And so there's a way that you can get people to try something new, you know, and not all you get kind of lazy as a, a retailer or a tobacconist. You might just say, ah, you know, I've just let them get what they want and go, you know, and, and not everybody is willing to try something new, but I think there's always a chance where you can get somebody to just try one thing new, try this new, you know, and based on their profile and what they're liking and a good, a good store owner or a good retailer is going to know their customers and know, okay, they come in every day and buy these cigars. Okay. What can I get them to try that's new and in their, in their profile and that they're going to enjoy. And that's how you kind of expand somebody into something else. So not every shop's doing that. Sometimes it's a lot easier to be like, yeah, they're going to come in, buy their box of the drones and go. Mm -hmm. Am I really going to try that hard to just say, Hey, why don't you try this today? with your box of drones, you already buy a box. Let me give you this for free. You know, you're already a great customer. You know, sometimes people are stuck in their ways. They're not going to do it, but you know, they're not going to kind of switch over. But if you can get them regularly coming in and I've seen that with customers, like maybe they come in with their, they get their same cigar, they get their avos or whatever, but they grab maybe trying a new Jericho Hill and they're coming in and just get them onto something new. It's it, that's how you do it. You know, but not all shops have that same philosophy. You that's know? for sure. Mm-hmm. We've got so, a shop here that's that's terrible with that, and they refuse to change. But the clientele that doesn't want to try anything new has all migrated to that shop. Yeah. So they know they can buy and go in there, buy their same old whatever, and take it and mm-hmm. go or hang out. But it's always the same stuff. They never get anything new, and mm-hmm. uh, it stays the same. Yeah. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because, well, I mean, if it works for that shop, you know, the products are, you obviously, if you're, you know, we always talk to people, like if they're opening up a shop or, you know, taking over a shop or whatever, you obviously want those products that are going to be moving off the shelves in boxes. And then the boutiques, you're going to have those where you're not going to buy, you're not going to fill your, your shop, you're not going to do like a 40 box order you're maybe going to bring one to show and then one to go to see how it it you know how it works mm-hmm. for your store but it's hard to get it's hard to teach like an old dog new tricks you know if they've always had the quorums in this spot and they've always had you know the whatever the schizos and these cigars and the guys always come in and they pick up the same ones every time why why work harder right you know, and, and so it's hard to teach them to do that and hard to get them to bring in new products. But it's nice when you have those guys that are interested in bringing in boutiques and, and teaching their customers new stuff. But you can't also, you can't make money on just boutiques. You still have to have those main products that are going to be paying your bills too. You know, you can't forget about those because you're going to always have people coming in and asking for the Fuentes and the Padrones and those ones that are actually, you know, people come in and buy a box of those without any questions, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, you know, you just have to, it's people who know how to run the business. You're going to always see people who will, who are really great. Uh, somebody who owns a cigar shop, they need to be a good, a good business person mm-hmm. and a good people person. And sometimes too many people are running their stores as a hobby or they don't care or, you know? Yeah. So I'm sure you guys see it all the time. So, Melanie, what what's your favorite Vitola? This is coming from the Traveling Saxman. 
Um, I really love, I love Lanceros and I love petite Lanceros because I love the flavor in those. I love, um, you know, I love tasting the flavor of the wrapper. Those are my favorites, but awesome. I will, I will try really anything. I don't like big green gauges, so I really avoid those. Yeah. What, since you mentioned it, what's your favorite wrapper? Um, gosh, I, I love San Andreas. I like Habano. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm really open to everything. I'll, I'll smoke a Connecticut. Connecticut's aren't my favorite, to be honest. Um, but I think some people can actually blend a good Connecticut, but I still haven't found one where I'm like, yeah, I can smoke this every day. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I do like a, go Sumat- a good Sumatra, but I think yeah. it just depends on the yeah. person, you know? <laughs> Dave. Mm-hmm. I love Sumatra. Yeah. I, I, but honestly, like, don't you agree? You can try a cigar and they're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a great San Andreas. And then you're like, ah, you know, <laughs> you're going to let down. And then somebody else who's like, oh, uses a broadleaf. And you're like, well, I don't know. I'll try it. And then you're like, yeah, they did a really great job on it. You know, I, I don't know. I'm all over the place. I'm crazy. So kind of uh, we've we've talked about having um, since this is a typically male dominated hobby. Uh, females on on our show and stuff, but how how do you what would you suggest for guys to either get their girlfriends or wives to maybe hang out in the cigar shop with them or to even smoke cigars? Is there any kind of tips for getting females involved in the in the hobby? Well, I think for me that what really woke me up, um, and I said this kind of earlier with the guys in the hearth um, early or earlier today um on cigar noise and a lot of people know this story but um when my husband he well and it kind of started my husband had lost his job well he quit he was done with teaching and he was like I'm never teaching again and he has his master's in teaching and I was like oh crap so he pretty much (laughs) went full into cigars and he's always been a cigar smoker and he's always worked nights at a cigar shop to bring in extra money for the family and then we had moved to Texas to take a job with LaFleur Dominicana and he was gone all the time and I was you know and for a marriage you have four young kids I just had a baby uh, my fourth baby and I was just kind of depressed and probably a little bit of postpartum depression and one of my girlfriends there um we were just talking about it and I'm like yeah I'm just kind of miserable in our marriage and you know I don't know what to do all he does is smoke cigars like I really just can't relate to him and I I don't know what to do and her advice to me was you need to, you're being selfish, basically, you know, you're, you know, cause I was like, he needs to focus on that kids. Like I was like, he's so selfish, you know, from my perspective. And she was like, no, you're being selfish. When have you once decided to take interest in his hobby? And I'm like, well, his hobby's for guys. Like it's not for girls, you know? And I was like, his hobby's stupid. <laughs> like that was kind of my perspective. You know, I was like, that's, I don't mind sitting or smelling the smoke or whatever, but how am I supposed to take interest in that? You know? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, you can, you can totally take interest. And she's like, in fact, that's what, you know, as a wife, that's your job. You need to support your husband and you do to be excited for what excites him. And so it really was like a change of heart because I, I was, I kind of was in a place where I'm like, okay, do I want my marriage to work or do I want it to go down the drain and kind of just be one of those families that, we get a divorce for no real reason, just that he worked a lot. It wasn't that he was a bad person. It's just we grew apart. And so 
I didn't want that for my kids or for us because I, I loved him. And so that's when I was like, okay, well, what's it going to take for me to love him on a new level? And so, and in, in that, you know, in our situation, it was to learn about cigars. And so I started just by listening about it. You know, I was like learning about the business, listening to his day rather than kind of checking out. And so really for me, it was more about our marriage. And when I started um, learning about cigars and realizing it's so much more than just somebody randomly made a cigar, you know, there was just so much more. And Anthony's so passionate about it because he traveled down to the field and he's done all that stuff. But, and I realized, wow, you know, this is a community for him. You know, he's not coming home to, he, when he goes to the cigar lounge, he's being accepted and cared for and, you know, and he has friends that aren't judging him. And when he was coming home to me, I was grumpy and tired and with my kids. And so that's when I was like, okay, I need to really, you know, be a happier person and be excited about, you know, not just his hobbies. So for me, I wouldn't say like, yeah, nag your wife and say, you got to be a better (laughs) wife or stop being selfish. You know, for me, it was a heart change. That was something I needed to change in my heart. And, you know, and obviously I want Anthony to be excited about my hobbies and he is, he's excited about the things that I'm excited about. But, um, I think that was like the change of heart, but I've told, you know, my husband runs a cigar night at our house or at our local shop every Monday night since he was 18 and the same group of guys and there's wives. And I think a lot of guys like, and I'll sit at the shops. Most of the guys like have wives and girlfriends and, you know, our partners. And I think, just every once in a while, we'll say, okay, let's, let's get everybody together. Let's include the wives. Cause they don't always want to come all the time. And, um, I think just even saying, Hey, why don't you come out for a drink? You know, trying to get something, you know, else. And it, it's hard for some girls to say like, I, I don't really cigars are, you know, whatever their reasoning, Oh, could they cause cancer? Or they ha- always have some sort of reason. And rather mm-hmm. than arguing about it, and I've always told a lot of the guys in the group, just never make it something that you nag over it. Like my husband and I would just argue about it. He'd be like, well, this, this, and this, you know? And, and to me, I'm like, I don't want to be nagged. I don't want to be argued. But for me, it was really a change of heart. And so for him, including me and his hobby, that was more exciting and I felt special. And so, and, and then me being happy for him and being excited about his hobby, it made him feel special. So I think for a man to include their wife or girlfriend would just be more of a subtle way. Like, Hey, you know, the guys just want to meet you. They would love to hang out with you. They enjoy your company. Why don't you come in and join us, you know? And then, or, you know, inviting some of the other guys' wives, like the girls want to hang out. We're going to all hang out on our back patio and the girls are going to hang out and drink margaritas together or whatever, you know, whatever the girls want to do. But I think that's more of the way to kind of ease it in rather than, you know, making it like, well, I wish you would support me and, you know, blah, 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 kind of like a nag. And so that's kind of how it came for us, but it took time. I mean, that was, we were married like five years by the time I really had a, or maybe not five, maybe three or four years by, and he together for years before I had like a, a real change of heart where I was like, yeah, I need to go with him and, you know, support him in this. So it was definitely a two-way street. Awesome. Hey, yeah. Rich. That's a cool story. 
Rich, does does your wife ever go to cigar shop with you? No, no, man, she doesn't. Um, <laughs> we uh, she supports me in it, which is cool. Um, we've talked a lot about health, um, and I showed her some of the studies about health, which I, I think made her a little easier about it, but still probably pretty uneasy. Okay. Um, but she's just generally awesome. So the hard part for us <laughs> is really the the kid part. Yeah, right? somebody's got to watch the kid all the time. Um, so yeah. she'll go off to her, her craft adventures, right? Some knitting convention or something like that, which is awesome mm-hmm. for her. And then I'll go off to my cigar things and we just take our turns. Yeah. That we, my husband and I did that too. And our, we have the same kids situation. So it is really hard. We've thankfully found like a really great neighborhood babysitter, but it gets really expensive. So mm-hmm. the only other times... It usually, if we have to invite people over, it has to be after bedtime, and then, you know, we're really tired the next day. So, yeah, we kind of did the same thing. And, and honestly, I'm really big at, like, everybody needs to have their own thing separate, too. So I still mm-hmm. let him have, like, I don't want to join in on cigar night every Monday night because he want, needs his guy time, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's like a, it's more like a once a month or once every six months where you're like, let's get the ladies, let's pay for a sitter. You know, if there's other kids, let's all chip in and do maybe something together or, you know, something like that where you kind of make it more like a party or a herf or, you know, mm-hmm. or, and we're so, not bad, but we will smoke and let our kids run around and play. And, like, we, we're lucky where pretty much the guys are all in our neighborhood and they all smoke in front of their kids and drink in front of their kids. And, you know, it's kind of the norm, so... Dave, your your wife's been with you, right? Cigar shops and yeah. stuff? Yeah, she doesn't enjoy the smoke so much. Um, you know, and, and she's, um, yeah, right at, I think, 37 weeks pregnant right now. So, luckily, she's, you know, abstaining from cigar shops at this moment. But she'll come in and hang out for a little while. She really likes it if there's a lounge that has an outside area so we can go sit outside and chill. Yeah. Okay, Melanie, um, I've got a couple extra questions for you, and then – We'll finish off with everybody else's stuff, but um, we need your top three all-time cigars. Oh, that's so hard because I'm all over the place. Um, I really loved the, uh, uh, it's that, um, the Mission Pipe and Tobacco. It was the, I think it's like, I can never remember if it was like the CQ one. Oh, the CQ? Yeah, I loved that cigar. It was so good. And then, um, and then you guys all reminded me, um, the blessed leaf, it was the, what was the one? It was 1611. Oh man. I think, uh, I, did you guys have that by Ezra Zion? Uh, no, I didn't have it. I didn't have that. Oh, that was really, really good. It, it was like creamy and oh my gosh, it, it had really great flavor. I'm, I'm so funny. Cause I think I get excited about ones that I could never have again. And maybe that's what makes me like love it so much more because if I could have it again, I'd be like, ah, it's not so good anymore. (laughs) So I I'd say those two are some of my, my two favorites. And then the third I'm, I'm all over the place, but right now I'm really loving the HVC Cero. I just, I, I just love the flavor on that one. I know not everybody really likes that cigar or, I think it just depends on your palate, but I love it. And it's funny because, like, there's not a cigar that's, like, over 20 bucks that I go crazy for. I just like ones that are hard to find. I think I just get 
stoked about it and think, mm-hmm. oh, this is the only chance I'll get it. And I, I'm like, yeah, this is the best cigar I've ever had. So, <laughs> so okay. yeah, that's, that's my three. So with those three, we do a silly little game with new people here called Stash, Trash, and Ash. So uh-huh. Stash, when you put back, Trash, one you have to throw one of the three away, and Ash, one you get to smoke one. Out of your three, name them off. Okay, what so would you stash, st- stash, trash, and ash. Okay. Oh dear. Okay, so stash will be the um, the QC one. Trash, I'll just say the HVC, since because I have more of those. <laughs> and then wait, ash, the blessed leaf. Awesome. Oh. And then uh, one last question: If you could have a cigar with anybody, dead or alive. Who would it be? Why and what cigar? Oh no! <laughs> oh. That's usually the response we get on the first question. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like I've had the opportunity to have a cigar with everybody that I've wanted to. Well, it could be anybody. I mean, it could be like George Washington. It, it doesn't have to be cigar people. Just anybody you oh. want. Yeah, anybody, anybody at all. Oh, I don't... This is even harder now. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, I don't know. I'm Actually, maybe it would be... Um, maybe my grandpa, because he died a couple of years ago, and uh, he, I would probably would want to smoke a cigar with him. him. Awesome. Um, he was never a cigar smoker, but he smoked cigarettes, and that would be fun to be able to see if he would smoke a cigar (laughs) so all right guys somebody else has got some stuff dave you had all kinds of crap (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I didn't uh, i didn't say what i have one more who's who's alexandra kling Oh, no. yeah, she she was the PDR. She worked for PDR. Okay, I saw the comment pop up on Instagram. <laughs> she she's You're madly in love with her? Oh, am I? That's what it says. Oh, she's she's so funny. She's a sweetheart. <laughs> I, the, I try to stick together with the Sisters of the Leaf, so we kind of have a little group, you know, or we, have, we talk, or if somebody says some funny comment, we share with each other, and... <laughs> So that's that's probably what that's about. We we care about each other. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave, did you really have something? Um, I, I know just got you do. One so. thing for everybody that went to IPCPR. Um, you know, if, if you could change anything for next year, what would you change? Because a lot of us, you know, that are listening haven't been before. So, like, what what would you change to improve it in any way, shape, or form? Unlimited money, unlimited time. Hmm. Melanie, you want to go first? Uh, or do you need uh, a minute? No, you guys go first. Rich, you want to go? Yeah, sure, I got one. Uh, I would say more retailers. Um, there were a lot of people that were very busy, and there were some people sort of on the outskirts that didn't get a whole lot of action at all. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of unfortunate. And I know that the numbers uh, year over year are higher, something like 15% higher attendance from retailers this year. I would like to see just about every retailer there. Um, And as a consumer, you know, I want all of my shops to have all the new cool stuff. And my home shop was there, so I can't really complain. 
Awesome. <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> all the retailers there would be really, really helpful. Mo? Oh, yeah. Are you still yeah. awake? You got something? Yeah. R- yeah, Rich wouldn't be there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, dude. Uh, now, um, you know, man, it's hard to say when you've only, you know, it's like your, it's my first one, so it's tough to say. I think that if you go to multiple, you have a better perspective to give, you know, feedback like that. So for me, I just took it all in the first time. Um, <laughs> I know. So that's what I would say. <laughs> Show yeah. It. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> Jeez, uh, Melanie, back to you. Um, well, I think they they did a really good job this year. I know the IPCPR worked out really hard on uh, kind of changing things up, like the lunchtime learning they did, and you know, I I mean, it would have been nice this year. Like, um, I think they didn't realize how packed like the FDA meetings would have been, and maybe done like two of those. But um, I agree. I think it would be nice to have more retailers but I think what would be really nice is to make what has kind of happened with the IPCPRs manufacturers have extended their show deals the month before and the month after and I really like it when manufacturers say okay this is the deal for the IPCPR and that's it so you come and you get that deal and and you can get an you know, and and that's the only time you can get it at yeah. the IPCPR. So being really strict about that and not extending the deals because that's the reason a lot of retailers don't come. It's like why spend all that money when you if get the I same can still thing. get the yeah. deals. Yeah, that's pretty. That'd be, yeah, make you come to the show to to get the deal. Exactly, that's the point. You yeah. know, you come to the show, you get the the deals and like a, you know, some sort of exclusive cigar. Um, at the show, I think that's that's the way to go. Is make it okay. You you come to the show and you get this deal. And then I think too, um, one thing it would be kind of nice is a lot of um, I wish they would cut down a little bit on a lot of retailers will bring so many guests that end up being consumers. Mm-hmm. So which almost wastes time for manufacturers. So it's a lot easier when um, the nice thing like with New Orleans like. For us, when we're in Vegas, we have a lot more people that just come just to talk and they take up time, but they don't do serious buying. But when we're in New Orleans or further from when we're outside of Vegas, um, we have more serious buyers. We end up selling more. So because it's further, it costs more to go. So the people that are serious about buying end up going there. So I think it'd be a lot more of an efficient show if the... IPCPR would make it exclusive for the the people in the store that are just buying the cigars rather than just having them bring some of their customers, mm. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Dave? So, and it, oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. No, I know they're trying to cut down on that, but I, I think that would just make it a lot more efficient. And like what you said, it, a lot of booths wouldn't be as busy, you know? Dave, you got more? Um, I'm curious about the unicorn guy. Did y'all see the, the pink unicorn guy? <laughs> oh, that's Joe from Baxter's. <laughs> He's from my that was territory. Awesome. Were you there when he was, was um, humping on Dan? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that... You have video of that, Rich? It, no, if dude. you follow Baxter's <laughs> on Instagram, it's, it's on there. 
Awesome. He does this little thing where he humps on people, like from behind. And I'm surprised yeah, Mo that's... wasn't at that booth all day. Pardon? <laughs> Said I'm surprised Mo wasn't at that booth all day. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Or Rich. Yeah, Baxter's is kind of like the young um, cigar shop where there's a lot of, um, not young, young guys, but it's more of a geeky shop, and they've got like, you know, a younger crowd, and Joe's just kind of out there. He's fun and, you know, goofy, and, yep, that's typical. He likes to wear his little <laughs> pink unicorn pajamas. So. That takes dedication, too. That had to be miserable hot. I know. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, he must be hot, but that's Joe for you. <laughs> he knows how to have a good time. Dave, awesome. anything else, buddy? No, I just uh, really appreciate you guys having me back on and Melanie taking time. Uh, I know we've kind of killed your whole Sunday between the two of us. No, I had a blast. Rich, you got you got anything else? I know there's a question you ask, and you better ask it now. What's the question I ask? <laughs> in, our, in our text message earlier? Man, I don't remember anything. You want to know about crowned heads? Oh, I don't, I don't really need to know about that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, never mind then. I, mostly, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with crowned heads because it seems like they they had a lot of ups, and it seems like I'm not seeing those ups anymore. So I don't know what's going on or if there's anything you can even say, but I'm perfectly happy well, to drop that. No, I'm glad you asked. Um, we love crowned heads. Um, I think for them, I mean, I don't know internally what's going on because I don't, I'm not privy to that information. Um the, with crowned heads, as far as what I know from sales goes, um, we would have up months based on their limited. So when the limited they'd come out, uh, shops would go crazy for that. And if the previous year's limited wasn't a hit, they would be nervous about, you know, the next year's limited. And mm-hmm. um, we saw that with, like, Las Calaveras 2014. Everybody bought crazy on Las Calaveras 2015 people are disappointed with uh, 2015 and I actually really enjoyed the 2015 and they're smoking fantastic now um Anthony and I bought a box um and all the limited stuff like you would think as reps we would get that um you know people think we get that stuff for free we buy all that stuff like TAA all those stuff we we buy we purchase but um so I think you know they built a, a brand that they on a lot of limited. So they've got the Mason Dixon were limited and um trying to think they've got the Las Calaveras is limited. Mm-hmm. Help me the out. The twenty sixteen on the Las Calaveras is really good. Yeah, it's super tasty. But when we were selling that, people were nervous about going in deep because they still had fifteen boxes on their shelves. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, you know, and then we've noticed like a lot of shops at first four kicks was huge. And then when they went over to the My Father factory and did, you know, the La Imperiosa in Jericho Hill, um, you know, people were starting to kind of discontinue a lot of the Fort Kicks and Headley Grange. Um, and I don't know how that's how it was in our territory. So, you know, shops kind of are business owners. So they see it as, OK, if it's not moving off the shelves fast and I don't have to push it, you know, why should I have it? I'm going to put it on the discount table. So... Um, I think that's what's happened, and, um, you know, 
I, I, you know, Mike and John are really great people. And I know that, um, you know, John's super artsy and they come out with some really cool stuff. So, um, I don't know. So I definitely don't know what their plan is or what they're doing. Um, you have to you know, wait and know, see, Rich. We don't, pardon? You have to wait and see, Rich. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it's selling in other territories. I know for ours, it was just based on a lot of the limited. So. Yeah, and it was really interesting because the 2014 was such a hit, and they did the Imperiosa, which seems to have not been the same hit, even though they say it's you know basically the same cigar. Yeah, I think people were let down. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a, I don't know. I mean, you guys can give your own opinion, but sometimes when you say, okay, this cigar is the same as the other one, like what I was saying, you know, if I were to smoke another, you know, QC one, I'd be disappointed. Because it's not the same as what I remembered it to be. It's all about the experience. Yeah, it was all about like, oh my gosh, this cigar is the best. I want to hunt for it. And so it almost like ruins it. And then you you buy a box and maybe you buy a box of La Imperiosas and you're like, oh, it's not the same. It doesn't change that it's an amazing cigar and it's super tasty, but it ruins the past experience of what, you know, what Las Calaveras 14 was to other people. So... I think that's what it, it ruins the uh, the awe of it or the excitement of it being a limited. Like, oh my goodness, the tobacco that they had, they couldn't use ever again. And now they've made this cigar that's a regular production. It almost felt people were, felt cheated. Mm-hmm. I think, and it, and in, I think it does taste a little different because they've made a different vitolas, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what I noticed, and you know, consumers get really, um, they really. When you say as a manufacturer something, they're going to take it as your word. Like, they're trusting you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I don't I don't think that was their intent by any means. You know, John and Mike were like, hey, people love it. Let's figure out how we can make it, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been a, it's been a hard brand. And, I mean, we did a lot of events for them and did all that but you know it's it's hard to get people excited about trying something new and then you know unless you're a total geek and you're going to go after the limited you really have to have people to go with the core line and if your sales are based off the limited and not the core line then it's not it's almost like building a house you know like the story you, you want to build your house on solid ground you know so if you're building your house on limited editions there isn't anything to fall back on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Rich, what else you got? <laughs> I like the <laughs> I guess one one more question for me, um, and then I'll I'll move it to other folks. You're good. Um, it, from the chat earlier, what was the best question you got, and what was the answer to that question, or your favorite question? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot already. So it's been a good remember. day. It's been a good yeah. day. <laughs> I have really bad short-term memory. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> Mo, I had fun. Awesome. Mo, uh, Mo, you got anything, buddy? Did, 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 did you fall asleep, Mo? <laughs> I don't know what happened with Mo. He's gone. Well, he, What's he that? Hey, there you are. Down. Hey, uh, say that again. What are you saying? You, do you have questions? You got anything, man? Oh, uh, not in particular. Did you, did you wake back up? 
Oh, kind of. It's been a long day. I know. It's been a long, what, week and a half? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it ain't got over back from yet. Vegas and straight to the shop, so it's... Yeah, I, saw, I haven't had any downtime. I saw Jeff the other night, and he looked pretty miserable. I mean, worse well, than he normal. Looks miserable. <laughs> yeah. No, it seemed like he uh, he got some good time. I, you know, I uh, he looked like he was having fun, man. So I'm glad he glad good. It was good to see him for sure. Awesome, Melanie. Do you have any you have anything you want to say? Any questions? Any anything? Um, I don't think so. I'm. I don't know. Well, that's fine if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I'm lost for words. Um, contact info in case anybody wants to get a hold of you guys and, and your company and all. Um, you can, the best way is just direct message me on Instagram. You know, it's ftb.melanie. Wait, is it that? It's ftb.melanie <laughs> is my Instagram um, or Twitter. It, I think that it's like ftbmelanie. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually get back to you right away unless you send me some sort of inappropriate picture. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> send dick pics. Ignore it. You um, will get banned. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to get a hold of us, and then I'll, from there I'll send you my email. Awesome. Yeah. Any, anybody yeah. else got anything? Dave? Definitely appreciate it. Th- Dave, thank you for um, being late to work to be here with us. Hell yeah, man. Pre- Love the show. Appreciate that, Melanie. Thank, thank you for you. thank you for coming on. Um, we appreciate it. It's been awesome. Thanks, Melanie. Yeah, thank we you so much. It. Rich, I'm I could, excited. I could care less if you were on here or not. Yeah, you can't get rid of me, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all With right. The herpes well. of your show. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank Later. you. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.